0: Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world.
1: Very good. Very good. Yes. Go on mission. If you can't go pray, we can all pray. We can all give. This Sunday is going to be Mission Sunday, actually. I'll just throw that out there. We'll have a special speaker as well. So you can prepare your hearts for that. We're going to continue with the book of Proverbs. You know, Proverbs, there's 31 Proverbs, 31 chapters. And I think the Lord gave us that for a reason. There's 31, you know, there's 30, 31 days in a month. It's a normal Christian practice to read a proverb a day the proverb of the day. And so today is August 9th, and so we're going to be in Proverbs 9. Now these proverbs, at least as I've been reading them just over the last few days, take the, the first, anyway, the first chapters. Proverbs are nuggets of wisdom. But the first chapters, it's like the whole chapter is joined together. So Proverbs 9, there's There's a woman called wisdom at the beginning, there's a woman called folly at the end, and then there's kind of an interlude. I'm going to talk about that interlude today, so we're going to get into Proverbs 9, I'm going to read, I'll just read the text, 7 to 10, and then we're going to get into it. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. They just we well, we'll oh, let me read it. He's like, so rich. <laughs> Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. So do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you so much for your word. Thank you for those that are here in the auditorium. I thank you for those that are watching online. God, I pray that these, these moments would be enriching for all of us. God, give us ears to hear and help us to be wise. Help us to go after wisdom and even to learn. In Jesus' name, amen you got to remember, just a little recap, I think Pastor Bryce and Pastor Dave have been here, they've been talking about Proverbs, just to remember that Proverbs are not always promises that are guaranteed, but they're more like, this will generally happen. There's Proverbs about prosperity, the hand of the diligent will rule, and there's, you know, the hand of the diligent makes rich. There's different proverbs about that now. But if we're living in a place that, generally speaking, is not in a place of prosperity in the, as, as the United States would be, then we can't just say, well, this didn't work for me. But generally speaking, they, they will, you know, that's the way life goes. Proverbs are not formulas that always work. Proverbs are... Not, not simple statements easily understood. They're almost like the parables of the Old Testament where you've got to really think about that. You could kind of feel me just pause. Whoever, what, what was that one? Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Do you really want to invite insults? Insult me, insult me, insult. That's what you're doing. So you have to think about it a little bit. You just have to pause You know, I say read a proverb in a day, that doesn't mean that you just read through it and without pausing. And so what I want to do, I want to go through, um, you know, even here in the United States, we have different proverbs, different little sayings, kind of catchy sayings. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. In other words, it doesn't really matter. It's the same. You could go out this way, you can go out this way. Six one and a half doesn't do it. If it ain't broke, action speak better late. You see those little things? And it's almost like each culture has their own Proverbs. I was reading some African Proverbs. And one of them was, unless you know how to swim, don't, don't test how deep the river is with both feet. And there was a whole list of them. You could Google, like, African Proverbs, Mexican Proverbs, and, you know, each culture. These would be of the culture of the kingdom of God, how to live wisely. And so what we're going to do, we're going to break this up into three. I'm going to call them movements. Really, actually, I do got to give... If it's a good sermon, let's give credit to Pastor Bryson because he did help quite a bit with this. So we'll just, we'll just let that out there. because he, I was going to say, I'm going to call this three movements. But really, Bryson, Pastor Bryson, help me with this. So first, how to confront a fool without becoming one. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Don't rebuke mockers, or they will hate you. Have you ever had it where you've had to, you know you have to confront somebody, but you really don't want to because they're such a, it seems like they're such a fool. And the Bible does use that. It's not talking about academic um, intelligence or lack thereof. But it's like, you know you've got to correct this person, but you don't really want to because you know it's just going to come back at you. When responding to, to this hard truth, our... our heart's posture really determines our mind's path. And as we look at this, even if you look at Hebrew poetry, you've got to know something about Hebrew poetry that it, many times it just repeats the same thing in different words. And in this case, we have a triplet Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults and then it it like repeats it. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. So you can see that parallelism and then don't rebuke mockers or they will hate you. So when responding to a hard truth, our heart's posture determines our mind's path. I had had a moment just yesterday morning where I was, I knew I was going to be adjusted a little bit. I knew it was coming. And my my prayer was, Lord, help me to receive this. Because I know my tendency is like to defend myself and you know, just give all my justifications and to kind of buck up and just say, well, it it was really pretty good, you know, but I just had to, I prayed, I said, Lord, give me the grace, you know, just one of those kind of silent prayers when you know it's coming. Because, you know, the Bible talks about the wise person And then it talks about the fool. And again, when it says fool, it's not talking about academic lack of intelligence. But let's look at what the fool says. You might want, we're going to go through these one by one, and you might want to just take a picture of when when we get them all up on the screen. Hopefully, they'll all fit on the screen. What is a fool? A fool won't learn from their mistakes. You keep making the same mistake, and then you keep doing the same thing. Somebody said it's a definition of an insanity. Try keeping doing the same thing, hoping for different results. You never learn from those. I want to be wise. I want to be able to learn from other people's mistakes. Had a guy tell me he had a $100,000 learning lesson. Yeah, it's like, uh. What what was it that you did right? What was it? Let, Let me, I don't want to, you know, I want to learn from your... The fool hates knowledge. The fool hates correction. Hates correction. Shakna Kristen before the service. And she left, so I can say that. I, t- I told her I was going to say this. You know, she, sing- she sings pretty good, doesn't she? She's had probably 15 years of voice lessons. She won't say that, but I asked her so I can say it. Said that four, four different teachers, and they correct you, because if you want to get good at anything, music, sports, Pastor James, how many different coaches, too many, how many corrections, how many times, see now I speak Spanish, but I cheated completely, I have had a personal tutor for 33 years, my wife is a native speaker. I cheated. I have been corrected so many times. Kristen sings pretty good, 15 years at least, if you want to get good at anything. Now a fool hates correction. Those guys playing top-level sports, singing at a top level, anything at a top level, you're going to have some kind of personal trainer, some kind of just that little adjustment. And there'll be a thousand times it seems like where you just got to pray, God help me to receive this correction. I thought I had it right, a f- but a fool, a fool hates correction. A fool is quick-tempered. Fruit of the Spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. Works of the flesh, and we always talk about we always talk about drunkenness and all this kind of you know that is works of the flesh. Another one is is outbursts of anger, dissension, it's a fool, can't control. Now I know it, it's like it comes up sometimes, it's like I'd like to just tell him, I just, but then I realize I could damage a relationship in 10 seconds and it might cost me 10 years to recover that relationship with my adult child, Some word in a moment of anger. A fool gives full vent to his anger. Lord, help us. Put a guard on my mouth. Lord, help us. A fool is quick-tempered. A fool speaks perversity. A, A fool speaks pridefully. Lord, help me. Mocks others' sin. A fool is deceitful. So I think we got all those. If you want to take a picture of that now, it would be a great time to take a picture of that on the screen there, okay? And even, even in Proverbs, I think about Proverbs, I think about Romans. It's almost like God reaches out to you, God warns you. Proverbs 1, does not wisdom speak. But because you didn't listen to me, then I will mock you when your calamity comes. Or Romans 1 talks about, they were, they, refused to know God, they refused to glorify Him as God, they refused to give Him thanks, and that they were turned over. Like the, the judgment of God is just letting you have your own way because you won't be corrected again and again and again and again. That's eventually just the judgment of God. You can't expect reason from an unreasonable person. It is foolish to expect a fool to not respond foolishly. Proverbs 20, and these proverbs, there's a lot of parallelisms between these proverbs as well. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. And remember, these are not promises that are guaranteed, formulas that will always work, but they're pieces of wisdom. He's saying, in general, most of the time, when you correct someone who's shown themselves to be foolish, you're wasting your words. And then if we get into that argument, one of the, one of the, I think it was an African problem, I can't remember the exact wording of it, but it was basically, if you get into an argument with a fool, you've already lost. If you get into that, he said, she said, and you just, you go down into that level then you've, you've lost it right there. So does this mean that we should never correct someone who has shown themselves to be foolish? No, there's moments for correction, but you just got to be prepared. But when you're going into it, you, may, you, may, you, know, you probably get some stuff back. Now, movement number two, how to get better without getting bitter. How to get better without getting bitter. Proverbs 9. So the first one was a triplet, three lines Kind of the same thoughts repeated, and this is another triplet. So we have like a double triplet in this Hebrew poetry, and it's really interesting because Proverbs nine starts. I've mentioned it starts with the wise woman, ends with the wise with the foolish woman. They both cry out, and that would be another study. But it's it's all these parallelisms, and then this one is another triplet. Proverbs eight, I'm sorry, nine, and it's like eight b just for clarity. Rebuke the wise, and they will love you. Instruct the wise, and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning. How do we position ourselves to be wise when we're hearing correction? What if it didn't matter how someone delivered the feedback? How wise could we be? What if it didn't matter who delivered the feedback? I mentioned I cheated learning Spanish. I probably quadruple cheated. I've got three children that also speak Spanish. They've also corrected, each one of them has corrected me at different times. Yeah, but they still, and what if it didn't matter who who corrects you? Could you still receive it? I did learn before them but they still it's like mm, but then if you learn if you learn from that then you can be at the top of your game if you're just a little bit humble and just like receive the correct just just zip it for a minute you know that pride like I'd like to get defensive like mm, like mm, like don't tell me what don't tell me how to I'm older than you I've been doing this longer than you Is that good? Let's look at what Abraham Lincoln said. He said, every man in some way is more intelligent than I. In some way, in some area, they have some experience that you don't have. Every man in some way is more intelligent than I and has something that I can learn from him. Proverbs 12, 1, whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge... We love discipline. It's like it just kind of grates on us, doesn't it? It's just like, it's like, it's like an, I think it was an author that said, I don't like writing, I like having written. I don't, and I I could, you know, take that as a parallel, you know, I don't like fasting, I like having fasted. I maybe don't like doing exercise, I like having done exercises. Whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge. Whoever hates correction, strong word, stupid, hates correction, hates correction, you stupid. That's what the Bible says. It's what the Bible says. You know what happens if we don't have a teachable attitude? If people go to you and they try to correct you, they're trying to help you. And you know what happens? It's like the people closest to us that love us the most, even our spouses, they might be the ones that would correct us. They love us the most. But if they find resistance in us time after time after time, they're just going to stop correcting us. They'll be just like God and they'll say, I'm not going to correct you. I'm just going to give you over. Because I've tried so many times to create, and you don't receive it anymore. And so they'll just back off. Okay, let's get into movement number three, how to become wise for free. How many of you want to become wise? Become wise? Yes, you'd be wise just to say that. Yes, I do want. Okay, so first of all, the source of wisdom has been the problem since the beginning. Even by eating of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the devil comes along and says, look at it, it's good. It's good. You know, there were two trees in the garden. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a forbidden fruit. There was also a tree of life. But they could have any tree. They could eat from any tree except one. They were all good to look at. They were all delicious, I'm sure. Devil comes along and, you know, takes away God's word and said, no, you're not going to die. So even the source of wisdom They saw that it was good to eat, and it was delightful, and it was to make you wise so that you'll be like God. So they replaced the source of of wisdom. It was no longer God himself, but now this delight for a moment. And I think that's a, that becomes a great equalizer where anyone become, can become eligible for wisdom. Again, it's not academic intelligence. It's godly wisdom. First of all, we need to acknowledge that God is God. God is the one who defines sin. He's the one that defines right and wrong. He's the one that defines who we are. Even Pastor James at the beginning of the service was uh, encouraging us to realize who you are in Christ. Let God define. Other people have tried to define you. They've told you you're good for nothing. They've told you you're going to be a failure. They've told you you can't do. But if we let God define us, if you're in Christ, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Let him define us that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. This is the victory that overcomes even the world. It's our faith. Let God define how we're going to overcome. Let God define that we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Let God define us that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our sin from us. Let God define us. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. Let God define who you are. We're created in God's image after his likeness. We have been forgiven. We have been redeemed. We are now ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to let God become the source of our wisdom, the source of our identity. Let him be God. Number two, Jesus is The wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 1. We preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to the Jews. Stumbling block. How is it that our Messiah, how is it that our supposed new revolutionary, the one that was going to solve our political problems, our economic problems, how is it? This is a stumbling block. He died in shame. We preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to the Jews. Foolishness. To the Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. And there's other other verses as well. Colossians, I don't think we have it on the screen, that's okay. In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So it's a matter of going to Christ. The closer we get to Jesus, the closer we, be, we come to wisdom. It's, it's in Jesus, it's hidden in Jesus that we need that wisdom. And if you look into the Proverbs, especially as we go through the Proverbs this month, I, there's just, I don't know, there's something like an anointing on me for the Proverbs, just to read it, and just revelation about the Proverbs, and I think as a church, if you read the Proverbs, you're going to get new revelation. Even if you've done it, you know, a proverb a day, every day of the month, and if you've done that for years, for decades, this month, I believe. There's just I I don't know, there's just a grace because the church said we're going to do Proverbs and I'm, get, I don't, I'm getting blessed. And, and if you look at the words, Proverbs 9, at the beginning, this same proverb Wisdom has built her house. She has set up her seven pillars. That's the one woman, the foolish woman, is at the end of the chapter. She has prepared her meat, mixed her wine. She has set her table. She has set out her servants. She calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come to my house. I think of Jesus and say, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. To those who have no sense, she says, come, eat of my food, drink of the wine." And there's again and again and again, there's a a call to desire. There's a call to, there's an invitation to us that we would desire, that we would call out, that we would answer. It's like God throws something out and he wants us to come walk with him. He tells Matthew, come follow me. Matthew has to follow him. He tells the rich young ruler, come follow me. He didn't want to. He cries out with wisdom. Will you follow? Will you, will you desire it more than every, anything else? And you guys are here on a Wednesday night. You're watching online, maybe watching it even later. You have that hunger. Let's keep that hunger. Let's not be sidetracked by so many things, attractions and distractions of this world and the lights and the bells and the whistles that would momentarily call us. Let's go after God's wisdom. Amen. Come, eat of my food. Verse 5, drink of the wine that I've mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. If you want to become wise... Go after God you want to become wise the last one I'm gonna finish with this I'm gonna ask Pastor James to come up and for a final prayer and any thoughts that he might have Wisdom we must obey God's Word Obey God's Word Matthew 7 Jesus talked about two builders a wise builder foolish builder Both of them heard the word so it's not just hearing the wise builder hears the word responds, does according, obeys. He's like a man that built his house upon the rock. The rains came. We had a little bit of rain today. Not at all like the floods of 2010. There will be rains, there will be winds, there will be storms in life. Those who listen to God's word and do accordingly, when when the trials, not if, when the trials come, you will be prepared. Your house will stand. The foolish person hears the word, here's the same word, builds their house not upon a rock, doesn't dig down deep. They're just hearing, oh that's nice, I'll just go my own way, I'm too busy, I don't have time. It's like the person building their house upon the sand. Rains came, winds will come, there will be trials, difficulties. And the great was the fall of that house, the ruin of that house, they both heard the word. The difference was one obeyed, so there's a desiring, there's a going after, and there's a, an obeying of God's word. Pastor James, come on up here. Final prayer any thoughts that you might have? Wisdom. I've been, I've been enjoying Proverbs these days. I hope that you have as well. I hope you can continue to get into it. God wants us to be wise, not fools. I think Pastor Dave, I think, mentioned it, that there's, as we prepare our hearts reading Proverbs, God deposits us, God deposits into us the wisdom for an upcoming moment. In the moment, it might be too late, but if you prepare during the good times, the easy times, you'll be ready.
0: Pastor Philip just delivered a word, didn't he? Come on, let's give God praise for that gift.
1: I give credit to... The Holy Spirit, God's word, and to Pastor Bryson, who helped me. God.
0: What you don't know, hold on, I, I got to say this about Pastor Philip. What you don't know, if you didn't know, he's on our, our pastor teaching team. And he'll preach a lot on Sunday morning, but he's a part of all our, our sermon and prayer retreats. So when you see us deliver sermons on, on Sunday morning, his hand, his hand and fingerprint and his excellent um, exegesis is all involved in that. He's a great ENS student, and uh, he should be graduating in about nine months, you know, and, and let that be a testament to you that, you know, in all his seasoned years in ministry, he's still pursuing deeper education and deeper knowledge of the world. I think, I think that uh, sometimes we forget one of the benefits is to see God and get to know Him. I've been doing this a long time, I've read the same Bible stories, been reading Proverbs for years. I'm still getting stuff out of the Bible. I wanted to highlight a a scripture. I don't think that he highlighted in this Proverbs 8 and 9. I live in this particular proverb, you know, you know, in our, in our, well, you wasn't at our group during time I hit Proverbs 8 and 9 for, yeah, I just, I lived here. But it says in verse 10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy one is understanding for through wisdom, your days will be many. And your years will, and your years will be added to you, to your life. It's wise for us to seek God to get wisdom, so we can live long. Problem is, sometimes we're so reckless we don't even want to live long. And here's something that's the homework I want to give you, as you leave here. Not just to read the proverbs, but the scripture says. When he was doing it, but Pastor Philip just read is when a man's going to be a wise master builder, the scripture says he digs down deep. To dig down deep means it's going to take a lot of work. To dig down deep in the dirt mean you're going to get dirty. And if you dig a hole deep enough, it's going to take some partnership to get you out of that hole or some wisdom. Sometimes humans don't want to face the dark places in their life by putting the word in its right place in the foundation. But I'm challenging us all to dig down deep, digging down deep, it will be dark. No question about it. It'll be dirty. And you're gonna require some help to get out that hole. And the word's gonna be right there to help you, but I need you to receive it, and I need you to be thinking about it, uh, cause God wants to help us. Let's just stand to your feet. I want to thank the the people who gave their life to mission. Thank you, Erica. Thank. You. Did you lead the team? That's powerful. That's not the first time you led the team, is it? That was your first time. See, that's deep. You know, I, I, I you know. I just highlight Erica because She got in here and she said I'm hungry I want to learn and do whatever God Wants me to do and you've been here Two and a half years or three A year and a half that deep You didn't been here a short period Of time and you led a mission trip But she, did, she had led one before Get in here and get hungry but if you get in here I think when she came though she kept saying What's all, What are all the things I can do She just took all our classes and kept taking them And then you know you just kept Taking all the classes you're hungry I don't know what you do. Just say, well, baby, I'll take the ride with you. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> she keeps dr- going. So, uh, But that you got to be hungry for the word. If you come in here on Wednesday night, I don't want you to just be here. I want you to end up a doer. So where is God calling you to move from just being a student of the word to a deliverer of the word? And I want to tell you, every single Wednesday and Sunday, you have an opportunity to be a doer of the word. So do just that Lord. I just pray today, uh, that you will continue to bless us, help us retain what we have heard, help us utilize what we have heard, help us be built by what we have heard. God do a work in us, an extraordinary work. Give us life. Give us light. Uh, Give us joy. Give us camaraderie. Give us our next assignment. God, I'm praying that each person in here. Wouldn't just be pew sitters, God, but we wouldn't just be like the Jerusalem church who got so comfortable. God, give us our assignment that we might be goers. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and everybody say amen.